Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, I think it's it's that time of the year still with the tennis uh, running riot and you being the expert that you are. Can I just simply ask you, as a man of incredible knowledge, about what I would see as one of the most ridiculous rules that's existed in tennis since its start? How can you possibly hit the ball from outside the court, around the side of the court, not even as high as the net, and it lands in the in the court and you win a point? That's the way the rule is, Rick. Um, obviously, the net can't go any further than the singles court because you do know, Rick, that they use a doubles net for the doubles game and they use a singles net for the singles game. I was aware of that, Philip. Um, so a lot of people wouldn't be aware of that, but we cha- always change the nets, you know, for the games. To keep Anyhow, them at the correct height. Yes, yeah, I'm So away. you can't have the net spanning out. No. Other than the court. Yep. So if the player then is good enough to retrieve that ball that's hit so wide that he's well and truly out the court and he can get the ball back and it doesn't matter what height it comes back at, if it's in the court, it is in the court. Point done. Well, and that's that, always been the case. Uh, yeah. uh, look, I'm probably a lot of people don't even know that. I well, I, I you can count. I me know as you one had a bee in your bonnet all week over it. Well, well, I have, Phil, because it seems to me that if you're good enough to have hit a ball, that your opponent has to go outside the court to try and retrieve it, and it's in such position that he has no ability to hit it back over the net, then I would have thought the the point should be awarded to the bloke who forced that opposition player into the position he was. But he's got the ball back and into the court again. But he hasn't got the ball back over the net. But you can't tell that because the net doesn't expand out that wide. I know that's it's right. that's only the gone, rules of the game. Yeah, that, that's I mean, just the way yeah. it is. I mean, the thing that seems to me is that I, I'm old enough to remember Bjorn Borg. Yes. Do you remember yes, him? Yes, I do. He won a few Wimbledons at very yep. young ages. Yep. And I can remember perhaps the greatest philosophical coaching point ever stated by a tennis player when a commentator said to him one day, what's your philosophy about playing tennis? He said to hit the ball back over the net once more than the opposition. Well, you win most games. Well, then, he made you? well he made a mistake, didn't he? Because he, <laughs> he should have said back or over the net around, or, around or around the net. Or around. Bit <laughs> <laughs> of a funny one, it is, but... Um, that's always been the case. I must admit, in my poor tennis ability, I have hit a couple of those myself. And what? Yep, yeah, around the net. You're suggesting yeah. you were fast enough to get to a ball. The ball was hit <laughs> slow enough. <laughs> well, I'm not Kyrgios's greatest fan, but I felt sorry for him because I reckon he got ripped off when oh, Federer did that. I would never feel sorry for him. <laughs> well, what about our old mate Johnny Millman? What about him? He's well, going all right, isn't he? He's going all right. Beat yeah, the it, Fed. Yeah, it's amazing how you only have to win one game of tennis in your career and you're famous. If well, it's for $650,000. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, that's, no, but, good on him. 29-year-old basically struggled all his you know, tennis. I mean, he'd still be earning a million or two a year, you know. But, um, yeah, good on him. Yeah, oh, oh, it's very good. It's very good. It now, now, Phil, what do you think about the McGarry Medal? McGarry Medal, couldn't stay up. I had a busy day at work yesterday, so I had to go early to bed. So I taped it. But uh, Mitch Greek, back-to-back. Yes. Yeah, ex-crow, uh, I believe. Yes, at 25 years of age, 182 centimetres. They, 
There's even talk that uh, Carlton or the Gold Coast could pick him up as a, I guess, as a rookie-listed player. Mature adult. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I actually did hear that rumour as well, and I find that quite incredible. Um, only from the point of view, I mean, first of all, good luck to the, mm, to, the to the bloke if he got a Guernsey. But if, how many games did he play for the Crows? Uh, 20. 20. 20 AFL games. I mean, Delisted in 2016. Right, 2016. So the Crows, with all due respect to, to uh, Mitch, um, they obviously didn't rate him too highly to delist him. And it just seems I mean, maybe he's become twice the footballer he was, um, but... I'm not sure that's the sort of thing that Carlton or the Gold Coast need, is it? I I think he'd struggle. You know, um, SNFL. I mean, it's a couple couple levels up in the AFL. Let's face it. Well, it in our SNFL, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it's a little bit difficult to try and com just because you you get a couple of McGarrys in the SNFL, hardly means that you're a shoe in for uh, an AFL. Oh, does absolutely. It? There wouldn't be. How many do you reckon? Uh, SNFL players would walk into an AFL club. There wouldn't be a well, hang of a to be line, honest, I very few. Yeah. Very few. Um, the, the new uh, bloke at Port Adelaide who played for Sturt uh, with the long hair defender, um, he he played very well for Oh, them. yeah, I know. Lean it. Yeah. Lean it. Yeah, now, yeah, Jared Lean he, it. To be honest, I actually saw him play in one of those grand finals and I thought, gee, he can mm. play. Yeah. yeah. But there's not too many of those. No, there's not. And he was on our list anyway. He was on Port, oh, Port's list, I think. I think he was a rookie list or something. And uh, now, he, well, he's played um, several AFL games and very well. Well, he, he played he very looks well. Very good. Yeah, he looks very good. He's that nice size about him. And bit uh, of bad luck about the rest of the side. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> he can teach him a bit. Yeah. But, um, he actually looks as though he can almost pass the ball to <laughs> to a teammate. <laughs> He'd be one of few. <laughs> he should take Pitter Pitter <laughs> aside and see if he can help him. Well, how, what about him, eh? Hey? I've heard rumours that could he's be, on, on the way. Yeah, he could be on the way. That was a very... We, I've still got my fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, anyhow, just get back to McGurry. Trav Schiller from Murray, runner-up yes. with 24 yeah. votes, yeah. two behind yeah. um, Mitch Greek. He's a bit of a ball magnet, really, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, reserves, McGurry, medalist. Couple several years, yeah. couple years back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, brother from Uri, Jared played uh, in excess of over hundred league games for Centrals now, and uh, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's quite interesting that it doesn't matter what level we might be talking about, but there's some. I think we've mentioned this before, at least off air, we have um, that um, there are some people on a footy field that just seem to be able to find the ball, whereas mm. there's others who can run around, and it's almost as if the ball won't go near them. And he's one of that sort of type, isn't he? That he see, Trav's younger than Jared. Jared be about Jared's about twenty seven. Trav would be about twenty three, twenty four. I reckon now, right. twenty two, twenty three, right. somewhere in that age. So, um, I mean, he could be half a chance of getting picked up on a this too. Then, I mean, why wouldn't he? But um, yeah, he just hasn't had the opportunity as such. But uh, well, before we get off of uh, well, we we're not getting off of footy. We're going to go to AFL. And, yeah. Uh, but I thought I might. Uh, uh, just spin this little yarn past you. How okay, that, right? you hit right. me with it there, Rick. Right. Um, it's a story. The chairman of the footy club calls the young bloke into his office. Yeah. Listen, young man, he said, this is your first season with the club, and I gather there's a fair bit of jealousy with some of the more senior players. But I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a chance with you. Not only are you going to be in the first team of the week, but you're going to be the captain. Whew. 
Now, what do you think of that? The young man said, I'm overwhelmed. It's really nice of you, Dad. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. That's a good one. It's one of your better ones there, Rick, I reckon. <laughs> well, while we're on, Joe, should, we, should I run one more past you? It's not really to do with sport, but it's pretty good, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, look, yeah, well, why not? driving along the country road, and all of a sudden his car breaks down. Yeah. Gets out of the car, puts up the bonnet, having a look, and all of a sudden, this cow comes up. He says, um, I think it's the carburetor. The driver looked absolutely amazed. Wow. And it, so he tore down the road until he found the farmer. And he told the farmer about his, what was going on. The farmer said, uh, was it a large red cow with a brown spot over its right eye? Yes, the man replied. Yes, yes, it was. Farmer said, oh, I wouldn't listen to Bessie. She doesn't know anything about cars. <laughs> you two from two there, Rick. You like that? Oh, they were good. Oh, Very oh, good. Okay, AFL finals. Here we AFL go. AFL finals. Uh, we got the Hawks versus Richmond. Should be a well, cracker. It should be an absolute cracker. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I, everybody says that Richmond not only can't lose this game, but they've already won the, the premiership and they've already engraved their name on the cup. Well, I've got news for you. I reckon I'm going for the Hawks tonight because I think they are coached by the best coach in the competition. And little old Alistair, he'll have a few tricks up his sleeve, I reckon. He reckons he loves the smell of the grass, cut grass. He said, you know, it's September when the grass is cut. Exactly so, right. Uh, I, no, I'll go for Richmond. I, I'm going to get on that Richmond bandwagon. And, um, but, uh, yeah, it should be a good game. I think, I think the interesting thing is that um, up until now, seemingly for the last six months, because it's really quite funny. I mean, Richmond won a premiership last year. But until sort of the second half of the season last year, they weren't all that dominant. No. And yet everyone's now speaking of them since they've won a premiership, which I might say they started as gross on underdogs. Adelaide were meant mm. to win it. Yep. All of a sudden, they're the unbeatable machinery of yep. a lifetime. And you can hardly argue with their performance this year as distinct from last year. However, um, and... And then on top of that, their dominance on the MCG, which, let's face it, is where the finals are going to be played. However, the one thing we do know about Richmond is exactly how they play. And that's where I'm going to put my gamble in Clarkson, that he hasn't been sitting on his hands all week long thinking, oh, jolly, what will we do? I reckon he's got a plan. There you go. Okay. We'll see how we go. We will. I'll ring you at half time. <laughs> oh, no, not those phone calls again. Okay, we got Melbourne and Geelong. Well, another good game. Another well, very good game. Be good games, and aren't they? The, but... Well, I guess at the uh, sharpie point of the end of the season, they are all good games. I I'm not just doing this because we're on air and that I'm trying to paint myself as a bit of a, a radical. I reckon Geelong are going to win. So do I. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm going with Geelong. Yep. Um, I reckon those big three, you've got the Ablett, um, obviously Selwood and uh, Danger. So, I mean, uh, and you've got big Tommy. Tommy's been playing well this year. Well, he has. He? I think I mentioned goals. on air that 
Tommy does seem to have a habit of disappearing when it comes to the yeah, big games. But yeah. I think the big thing that we need to take into account are the big three that you've just mentioned, and particularly the Little Master, because oh. the Little Master left Gold Coast to come back to Geelong for considerably less money to get a chance to play finals again. Yep. And I reckon he yes, could be red chance. hot. He yep. could be red hot, I reckon. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with him. Got... I'm going for Geelong. Yep, me too. Uh, Sydney and GWS. No question about it, Sydney. Yeah. Experience. Still got a, a, they're sort of a favourite of mine there uh, in that, uh, the, I that mean, the, very the, good side. The, the, the coaching record of uh, Longmire, um, their ability to have, what, missed the finals only once in the last, I don't know, 15 seasons or whatever it is. And there is a huge question mark over GWS's ability to play big games well. I mean, they've had a huge number of injuries like every other team has because that's the nature of Aussie rules. But um, they they have almost just got there, and I don't know what it is. Anyway, I, I reckon Sydney will beat them. I agree. I'll go with that. And then we've got the uh, final game is West Coast versus Collingwood over in the West. Right. Do you reckon well, Collingwood know how to get there? <laughs> <laughs> they would, they'd have had their maps out this week, well, wouldn't they, hey? They, they would have had to leave. They would have left well, last week, wouldn't they, they? Well, I think the first problem they had was to try and buy a map of something <laughs> other than Victoria. Um, um, honestly, uh, I, although Collingwood went over there, uh, what was it, a week or so ago and won a game, I think, um, I reckon West Coast will oh, I think West Coast. beat them so, comfortably. Yeah, Kennedy's back in. Yep. Um, young Jack Madgen from Will, uh, Williamstown, he's got a big job. He's full-back, Stanley yeah, Kennedy. Yeah. So it'll be a good test for young Jack. And I, tell you what, I, I, I think Port Adelaide's new rucking recruit for next year will nullify the big Collingwood bloke. What yeah, do you reckon? Yeah, well, I, I really do. How close are we to getting him? Well, I've heard that uh, except for... Um, uh, however long it takes West Coast to remain in the finals. And it would not, here's a big call, would not surprise me to see them play in the grand final. No. Because if yeah. they beat Collingwood, they're going to play their next final at in Perth as well. And there's not too many sides, uh, a bit like Collingwood, who can find the ground over there, let alone the state. Yeah. No. So, no, I go West Coast too, so yeah. I'm with you. Yep. Yeah. Um, Mitch McGovern, Carlton. Well, there you go. Only goes to show what friendship can do. He'd struggle over there, wouldn't he? Hey? Yeah, the ball won't be coming down like it did at the Crows. Well, that's very true. I mean, you know. It's a nice leveller. You know, well, just it an average goes... side it makes you a very levelling footballer. But it only goes to show, and we know this, but there is no concept of sport in AFL any longer. It's, all to, it's a business, and, yep. and the AFL refer to it as a business. Uh, their CEO never stops using the phrase the the, uh, the the football business and money speaks all languages. Anyone will go anywhere for money and the concept of being uh, having allegiance to a particular club has gone out the window oh, a long time ago. Absolutely, yeah. And with that, evidently, I don't know how it all works, but the draft, Lacocious could be going to the Crows if McGovern goes to Carlton. I'm not too sure how it all works. Right. They swap trades and all of that, and they were saying last night that Lacocious is a chance to get to the Crows, so with well, that happening... Well, Phil, we, we've nearly run out of time, but yep. I'll just make one little controversial comment. 
And, you know, I've heard that the kid can play, but I, you know, and I just wonder why people are so keen to have your number one or whatever draft pick. I'll just run this past you. How many of the top rating draft picks have really turned out to be great players? It's not a real lot. No, well, I you mean, mentioned... we've got one in the side, in our port side, I should say, not in our side, but in port side, that was the number one draft pick many, oh, a few years ago now, and he is what exactly? To nothing. And you know, it's quite often those people in the you know teens to twenties to thirties, and even some don't develop much more. That's do right, they? exactly. They, they stagnate to yeah, it's a almost... certain level. And that is it. Yep. That's as far as yep. they go. It's almost like your schoolboy footballer yep. or yep. sports yep. champion. I've seen outstanding yeah. schoolboy yeah. footballers, and they, where are they? You know, yeah. playing country. Right. You know, and, and then you get the reversal. I don't yep. know whether you know this, but Rick Davies, the famous, magnificent yep. Sturt Ruckman, uh, never played a first 18 game for PAC. Could not get a game. Unreal. And yet he obviously matured upon leaving school to turn out to be yep. arguably one of the greatest footballers that's played in this state. Well, we've definitely run out of time, so we'd better say uh, that's it for today. And until next time, this is Rick. This is Phil.